The other day, I did a longer podcast trying to inspire, give hope to, provide a roadmap to um, those that are struggling in their sexual relationship. Uh, Today, I wanted to focus more on one specific aspect of sexuality um, and one specific uh, part of sexual anatomy, actually, the clitoris. And we're going to, to talk about some of the new research and some of the new uh, ways of thinking um, related to the clitoris and, and uh, the impact that this research has on um, female sexual, uh, the female sexual experience and the couple sexual experience. So this will be a shorter podcast today. Um, like I said, I've never listened to a podcast before, so I don't know if people record longer or shorter podcasts, but today is going to be a shorter podcast from me, uh, direct to the point, packed full of lots of really good information. Um, not so dissimilar actually from the clitoris, um, at least the external anatomy of the clitoris. So I've talked about this in prior podcasts that the external anatomy isn't all that there is to the clitoris, but um, I do want to focus actually on the external um, clitoris. So we call that the glands clitoris, um, and it's uh, similar to the glands penis or what everyone just calls the the head of the penis. So uh, the tip of the penis, uh, head of the penis, glands penis, one and the same. Um, that is similar to the glands clitoris or the part of the clitoris that's uh, uh, seeable by the naked eye. Um, so some of the new exciting research, well, let me back up. I'll tell you, um, I'll just recap what I've said in the past about the nerve endings on the clitoris uh, because this is actually where the new research comes in. It's really, really exciting. I, when I had read this research, I got uh, really thrilled because um, the, the old research was amazing. Um, the new research is even better than that. So the old research on nerve endings for the, the glands clitoris or the, the, the part of the clitoris you can see with the naked eye was that there are 8,000 nerve endings on the glands clitoris or the I'll just say the clitoris because that's what we all call it um, 8,000 nerve endings now the similar anatomy on on a, a man the head of the penis has uh, half as many nerve endings so it has 4,000 nerve endings so here's where it gets um, so that's pretty exciting right so there's way more nerve endings on a smaller surface um, for for women uh, twice as many nerve endings uh, so the new research actually says that that was a miscount um, that uh, that there is actually uh, quite a bit more than eight thousand nerve endings on uh, the clitoris. There's actually closer to 10,000 nerve endings on the clitoris. So some women out there that are like, oh man, yeah, that makes sense. My clitoris is super sensitive, seems way more sensitive than my husband's penis or than the head of my husband's penis. But um, even 8,000 nerve endings seems to be an underestimate. Um, it, you are validated. There are actually uh, closer to 10,000 nerve endings and every person is individual and different. Um, but um, on the whole, um, if we were to say how many nerve endings are there on the, the clitoris, it's closer to 10,000 nerve endings. So uh, pretty awesome, exciting new research that just came out. Um, now, you probably will not hear about that anywhere 
besides my podcast. Unless you are studying research on the social in the social sciences and specific to sexuality and even more narrow specific to female sexual anatomy um, and new exciting research that's coming out there in peer review academic journals, right? So that's like maybe a small, small percentage if like none of you um, are going to be looking at those peer review articles um, or possibly, and, and I don't know if anything um, like this will have come out yet, but possibly in the future, um, reading a book or listening to a podcast that is specific to uh, sexuality, female sexual anatomy. So um, hopefully, I'm sure in the future, there will be some books that will come out um, that talk about sexuality and uh, female sexual anatomy, and that will talk about how many nerve endings there are. Although new, re- new books and, and uh, podcasts and you know other s- sort of things like that that come out um, – might have incorrect, inaccurate information because, like I said, um, research on female sexual anatomy and female sec- uh, sexuality in general um, is just um, not as popular, not as uh, widely dispersed, and therefore not as known. Um, so even new books that, that come out um, and talk about it will maybe quote the wrong research or the old research. Um, so um, you probably uh, know something that a lot of the world will maybe never know, actually. Not not maybe, will never know. I guess I'll just say it. Um, so pretty exciting, uh, pretty cool. Uh, some other things. Um, so there was some research done a little while ago that uh, says that women that knew about their clitoris so that have this knowledge that the clitoris is pretty fundamental in female uh, orgasm, female sexual pleasure, um, said that they had higher rates of orgasm, um, but only higher rates of orgasm, having this knowledge about the clitoris, its importance um, through self-stimulation. Um, so they had higher rates of orgasm if they knew about the clitoris and all its amazing things through self-stimulation, but they did not have higher rates of orgasm in partnered sex. So I want you to just think about that for a minute. What does that mean? What's, what, what is that saying about couples' sexual encounters, uh, an individual's experience, uh, a woman's experience when she's uh, with her partner? Um, if she's, she has this knowledge about the importance of the clitoris, about these nerve endings, about it being foundational, fundamental to orgasm, um, and she can have orgasms more frequently when alone, but with a partner is, is not having uh, higher rates of orgasm. So here are some things that you, you, um, you know, to consider that may be impacting or, or maybe may the reason why uh, women struggle, women that know about the clitoris and its importance, uh, struggle with having higher rates of orgasm with a partner. So uh, the lack of um, importance uh, that's placed on uh, her experience, um, whether this is expressed expressed through culture, expressed through maybe a, a parent that 
said something horrible like, uh, you know, sex matters for women, but it's way more important for men. Uh, sadly, I've heard uh, lots of people come into our offices and saying uh, something similar, that that was their, their uh, talk that they got from their mom or uh, from their parents uh, before getting married or before starting um, uh, sexual experience with somebody else, um, that, that their sexuality wasn't as important as male sexuality. Um, so feeling that their, their, uh, experience, their orgasm, their arousal isn't as important as their partners could be a reason why their rates aren't higher, uh, through partnered sex. Um, knowing what to ask for, um, maybe they are aware that through self-stimulation, this is how I achieve orgasm. I can achieve it pretty regularly, um, or or um, they achieve it higher at higher rates than people that don't know about the importance of the clitoris. Um, but maybe they don't know what to ask for um, with their partner. Like I know when it's me alone, this is what I do. Um, this is how I can achieve this orgasm, but I don't know how to communicate that. Um, I don't know how to ask for that with my partner, um, which leads to the next piece, um, the lack of communication skills um, uh, related to stimulation. Maybe it's embarrassing. Maybe it's vulnerable. Maybe they do know what to ask for, um, but they, um, they feel like that puts them out there too much. That makes them too vulnerable. Um, that is... Um, uh, you know, they, they may reach for their partner, ask for this for, from their partner, but their par- partner may not take their hand, you know, figuratively take their hand um, or do what is asked for. Um, it, it, it just may, may be too vulnerable of a topic, um, sexuality in general. Um, they may have routine sex. They may feel uh, like I, I can't communicate to my partner that I do think that my experience is just as important as theirs um, and maybe might take quite a bit longer than, than their experience. So communication, you know, and you can kind of keep, tie communication into that whole importance piece or knowing what to ask for piece. Um, so um, it, it also could be tied to um, shame or guilt in their pleasure. So maybe when alone they can, I don't know, they can kind of do something with that shelf their guilt or shame or say, oh, it's it's fine um, because I'm the only one that has to uh, um, look at uh, my uh, this idea that my sexuality is important. But if I have to, quote unquote, look at my sexuality um, is significant, my, my experience, my pleasure is significant or or important um, with when I'm with my partner, that brings out so much shame. That brings out so much guilt. I can't. Um, I can't face that in the presence of another. I can't even face that in the presence of my significant other, um, who, who I have made these covenants with, etc. But if I were by myself, um, I can face that uh, when I'm by myself. Um, so that that shame or or guilt about their their pleasure, the um, significance of their pleasure, or that. Um, or even the expression of it. You know, what is my face doing when I have an orgasm? What is my body doing when I'm having an orgasm? Uh, what am I saying? What, how am I breathing? How am I exhaling? All of those things when I have an orgasm. And when I'm alone, I don't have to worry about feeling uh, that it's shameful or embarrassing or, or any of that. But when I'm with my significant other, I do kind of cringe at, oh my goodness, did I just say that? Did I just uh, move my body in this way? 
did I just make this noise, etc. Um, and then uh, you can kind of tie that into this uh, this last uh, point that I'm going to try to make. Um, the lack of ability to relax with one's partner. Um, so um, it goes kind of above and beyond this guilt or shame, but maybe maybe they just struggle in uh, relaxing their body, sinking into the experience, um, allowing themselves to uh, be, be fully immer- immersed in the sexual encounter, um, in the, the clitoral stimulation that they know that they need. Um, they can't relax into that when they're with their partner um, because they're self-conscious. Um, and, um, and, and so what does, that, what does that say then about, uh, you know, the question I think one could ask uh, on this last point is, uh, what does that say, uh, you know, I guess you can ask this about any of this, what does that say about us, what does that say about me, what does that say about the importance of um, my sexuality, you know, if I'm a woman and I'm asking myself these questions. So, um, okay, um, I'm going to move on uh, to another uh, interesting point research topic, uh, related to the clitoris. So the clitoris is full of erectile tissue. And this is going to maybe be, uh, be a funny thing for some of you, maybe be an enlightening, well, hopefully an enlightening thing for all of you. Uh, maybe a little interesting to think about a little funky to think about or cool. Um, I think it's really cool. Um, I think that a lot of you are going to be enlightened by this, but um, the clitoris is full of erectile tissue just like the male uh, sexual organ of the penis. Um, So um, when it's not aroused, when the clitoris is not aroused, um, blood can flow in and out of the clitoris, uh, just like it does to the penis, right? The penis has to have blood flowing in and out. And I had mentioned, uh, some of this in a prior podcast, uh, the, the penis has to have blood flowing in and out. Uh, actually all of our body has to have blood flowing in and out of it. Um, or else we're going to lose those parts if they are, um, if they don't have blood. Um, so clitoris, same thing, blood flows in and out. However, when it's in a, uh, when it's in an aroused state, blood flows in, um, and it stays in due to, due to these capillaries that uh, that men and women have. Uh, but um, so the, so when the blood flows in in this aroused state, it stays in there. The clitoris is fuller. It's firmer. What does that sound like? It sounds like the penis, right? Um, so uh, I've had I've worked with uh, lots of uh, couples, lots of individuals where they're like, so you, you're saying I have a mini penis. Um, and I guess that is true in a way. It's true in that it's made up of all the same tissue. Um, it looks different for sure. Um, it is not really a mini penis. It is similar to a penis. I guess it's mini in that what is shown, what is exterior, um, you know, just the glands of the clitoris look smaller if you compare the glands of the clitoris to the entire penis. Um, however, as we've talked about before, we know that the clitoris goes internally. And so there's actually quite a few more inches to the clitoris that are inside the woman's body. So yes, I guess you could say it's kind of like a mini penis in that it uh, has erectile tissue. It functions in a really similar way with arousal and uh, blood flowing in and staying in and it getting firmer and fuller. 
um, with uh, with that blood flow in an aroused state. Um, however, uh, it's not like a mini penis in that it's not significantly smaller than a penis because internally we have uh, more more of the clitoris uh, the clitoral structures. Okay. Um, last point. Um, so. Oral sex for a woman is called cunnilingus. Doesn't really matter unless you really like to know different terms and you want to seem and sound smart. But basically, oral sex for a woman. Um, uh, so this, this, there's some research on this. Some researchers talk about this. Doctor Mintz talks about this. Um, that uh, that oral sex um, is oftentimes seen as. Uh, like a prelude to or an on um, a a, a um, an entree or not an entree i 'm getting my words mixed up an appetizer to the the main meal to the main course of intercourse um, and Dr. Mintz talks about how um, actually uh, oral sex for a lot of women is is the the main course it is uh, the equivalent of intercourse uh, for um, you know, if the if the pinnacle or the main course is intercourse for, let's say, most men, um, oral sex may be the main course for a lot of women, um, or clitoral manual clitoral stimulation from one's partner um, uh, may be uh, the main course for the woman uh, versus intercourse. Um, so researchers talk about this concept that um, you know the normal way in which inter uh, in which uh, orgasm happens, in which pleasure happens, in which uh, we see um, a certain sexual act as um, as dominant, more important, better. As we talk, uh, the researchers talk about it as male centric. Um, so there's this male centric view that, uh, cunnilingus or oral sex for a woman, uh, a woman being, being the receiving partner, um, in that case, in that, with that term cunnilingus, um, that that is, uh, that is an appetizer. That's a foreplay. That's a prelude to intercourse. That's a male centric view of oral sex and sexuality and intercourse. Um, so the, the hope, the reframe, the shift is that oral sex, um, and I would, and this is what Dr. Mintz talks about, oral sex being uh, the, actually the main event, the main course, um, that's the shift that we need to make for a lot of women. Um, I would go even further above and beyond that and say that there are lots of main courses for various people, but if we're talking specifically about women, um, the main course for a specific woman or women in general may be oral sex. Um, it may be manual stimulation from one's partner. Um, it may be, uh, you know, using a novelty item or something uh, for manual stimulation from from one's partner. Um, it may actually be. Um, something that doesn't even include penile vaginal, vaginal penetration or vaginal penetration or vaginal stimulation at all. It could be, the main event could be feeling cared for, seen, loved, um, in a caressing touch um, as one's partner is uh, stroking, touching, kissing, um, loving on, um, the woman's body, that could be the main event 
and I'm going to go above and beyond uh, could and say that is the main event for many, many women out there. And do these women uh, not prize or care about orgasm? Not necessarily. Do they not prize or care about intercourse? Not necessarily. But their main event may actually be um, that caressing touch, um, that caressing kiss, that almost love making to um, their body, that may be the main event. Uh, the appetizers, the afterplay, uh, the additional things, maybe actually intercourse. Um, okay, so that's it f- from me today. Um, I will be back shortly with, uh, with, with more research, more anecdotes, more discussion about positive sexuality, specifically for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But this, is, this stuff is applicable to everyone. Thank you.